Welcome to Explore Radio. I'm Jeff St. Clair. A mysterious disease is killing one of the most majestic trees in American forests, the beech. Known for its smooth gray bark, the beech is an important anchor species. No one knows exactly what causes beech leaf disease, but a team of tree scientists is narrowing down the list of culprits. In this week's Explore Radio, on the track of a botanical whodunit. We're hiking through thick scrub to where the first victim was spotted back in 2012. We arrive at a bluff overlooking the Grand River in Lake County, Ohio, where Lake Metro Parks biologist John Pogodchnuk first noticed something was awry. It just looked different. You know, you could tell right away something was up. What he saw was sunlight. Beech are usually a tree that create a lot of shade, and these are no longer doing that. A slight breeze shakes the thinning canopy overhead. This tree right here is a really good example. You could see it's probably 20 foot tall and there's probably 50 leaves on it. And most have mysterious dark bands between the veins. Pogodjanik was concerned, but alarm bells hadn't gone off just yet. I thought maybe just drought was affecting them. But the following year, the malady had spread to six other lake metro parks. Now beech leaf disease is seen across northeast Ohio, parts of Pennsylvania, Ontario, and as far east as Connecticut and Long Island. This had all the hallmark of an invasion. Enrico Benello is a plant pathologist at Ohio State University. He's one of the first people Pogodjanik called to figure out what was happening to the beaches. Benello contacted colleagues around the world who were all baffled by the dark bands seen in the Ohio leaves. Nobody had ever seen anything like that. Benello and his team are currently casting a wide net to identify a culprit, sequencing the DNA of everything living on the tree to see what stands out. Meanwhile, other researchers think they have a prime suspect. David Burke is head of research at the Holden Arboretum. He's focusing on a microscopic worm called a nematode. So this is one of our greenhouses here at Holden Arboretum. Burke is testing whether nematodes found inside the leaves could cause the disease. He gathered the tiny worms from infected leaves and put them on greenhouse saplings. So if you take a look right here, you can see that this is a leaf that the nematodes were added to. And what you can see is the disease right away. So you can see this sort of dark green um, color that is between the veins, and it looks a little blistered too, right? It's a perfect match. This is basically unheard of. Lynn Carta is a nematode expert with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. She says it's the first example she's seen of a nematode killing a tree. Carta says the rogue worm is a subspecies of one recently discovered in Japan, which may not be its origin. This thing might have come from China or Korea or, or anywhere over in the Pacific Rim. Carta says it's spreading quickly at roughly 150 miles per year. But how does a microscopic worm get around? The Arboretum's David Burke is trying to figure that out. This is a nematode that's got some assistance. He says the nematode could be attached to a small mite that then hitchhikes on a bird or an insect. And I think the insects right now are probably the, the leading culprit in terms of uh, a vector that might be moving the nematode from one place to another. It also might carry a virus, bacteria, or toxin that's doing the dirty work. All of it remains a mystery along with how it got here in Northeast Ohio. One of the few instances of Asian beaches being imported is as bonsai trees. The USDA's Lynn Carter said that could have been a route. Certainly that's possible, yeah. Carter says nematodes are easily carried by windborne raindrops. 
perhaps that could account for their transmission from a bonsai plant onto a, a, a beach that's in the backyard. But she says we'll likely never know exactly how they got here. Federal regulators so far have not issued any restrictions on moving the wood from beech trees, and the U.S. Forest Service is taking a wait-and-see approach, relying on state authorities to track the disease. Meanwhile, Canadian and European agencies are very worried. They're warning the public to keep a close eye on a new disease that could devastate an already vulnerable species. I'm Jeff St. Clair with this week's Explore Radio.